0: Hello and welcome to Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends? My name is Emily Lay. I'm an actress, writer, singer, codependent returnee from rock bottom, and a gratefully recovering addict. And this is the podcast where we aim to rid the shame, the highs and lows, and deadly blows that ultimately led us to the lessons that we never knew we needed to learn, but are so grateful that we did. I am currently recording this in an airport lounge after my brother's wedding. So please enjoy my terrible voice. (laughs) But today we are discussing diagnoses. I, for one, am a huge advocate for a diagnosis. It has helped me understand so many things about myself and rid a ton of shame. It can also be incredibly eye-opening and frightening and spark a sort of existential crisis as we start to digest it. Pierre and I are discussing all this and more today.
3: So, it is August 2022. I am so terrible at every single time I introduce these and somehow bring it back to myself and my own situation in that time. But I, my birthday is in August and I had one of the worst birthdays of my life in August 2022. So, um, thanks Pierre for making me relive this moment.
2: It's my pleasure. <laughs> what, what, what happened?
3: Oh, it's a whole thing. We'll talk about it later.
2: Okay. <laughs> That does sound bad.
3: It was terrible. And I have a history of bad birthdays. Um, But it is August 2022 and we are situated in Edinburgh. And is the weather, what's the weather like in Edinburgh in August 2022?
2: It was pretty good actually. Mm -hmm. It wasn't as intermittently rainy as it normally is. Right. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I think it was sunny on this particular day.
3: Well, it is sunny in August 2022. And in this moment, Pierre, why do you think you've got no friends?
2: Um, well, it was more so there was a crazy moment that happened in, um, oh, what's it called? City Cafe, mm-hmm. if you know Edinburgh at all.
3: I've been there a lot, but like I haven't. I, I wouldn't know.
2: So it's on Blair Street near Monkey Barrel. So Monkey Barrel Comedy Club is my venue. Yeah. And uh, next to one of the ve- main venues, there's a sort of, it's like a diner. It's got like a kind of jukebox and a kind of mannequin of Elvis or oh, whatever.
3: can you get a hamburger and a Coke in there?
2: You can. <laughs>
3: oh, my God.
2: Yeah. and um, How quirky. A malt <laughs> share with your best gal. Um, yeah. So I was in there and what I would do is I would go in there And mainline black coffee to try and get my shit together before my show at six. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the ending of my show, spoiler alert, um, back then, and if you're going to come see me anytime in Leicester Square (laughs) Theatre, the ending of my show was based around the fact that I'd done a preview, a practice gig in Bristol a few months before, and I'd been heckled by a guy. Because I was saying, oh, I was saying something about oh, the show is called "Why Can't I Just Enjoy Things?" About mm-hmm. how I don't enjoy most things, mm-hmm. or the things you're supposed to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And this guy heckled me and said, "You just sound like you have Asperger's." He was like, "I've got Asperger's, and you sound like me." And it was very confident, which is a uh, you know not unrelated. <laughs> a so. s-
3: that stranger from the audience, yeah, who yeah, diagnosed.
2: Yeah, you. like a sniper, yeah. Oh my! God. And he was bang on, to be fair. Um, I looked into it and he was right. Bloody hell. Yeah, yeah. So then that became the ending to the show with two months to go before the fringe. Because <gasps> I was like, well, that is the answer. Because it turned out that all my stand-up had accidentally been just like the kind of musings and and irritations of someone who's just not normal. Wow. Which you think is kind of all stand-up, actually. They're all freaks. Mm. But this is more specific than that because there are books about this. And mm-hmm. so I was trying to like do the show and research this at the same time because mm-hmm. I got my formal diagnosis in June, I think. Hell yeah. And so then I was sitting in this cafe and I'd been recommended by the 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 person who gave me the diagnosis. She said, oh, this is a good book by a guy called Tony Atwood. And so it's slightly out of date, dates from the noughties, but basically it was like a whole rundown of what it is and what to expect. Mm-hmm. And what was fucked up about it was I was in this cafe I thought I'll read some of this while I drink my black coffee, so I can do my show with enough energy. And the list, the description of what it's the condition is, it was so bang on mm. that it was like reading my own diary. Yeah, yeah. It was so terrifying, <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> Specifically enough, like down to the point where it said, "Oh, they'll be good at impressions from a young age," and the the mother will particularly say like. They had an excerpt from this other unpublished book of memoir by someone with the condition. And they're saying, oh, my mom always said I was good at impressions. And if uh, she didn't know who I was talking about at school, I would just do a quick impression of them and they would know. My mum would go, oh, right, now I know who you mean. I did that when I was seven as well. Oh, no,
3: shut up. Yeah, shut yeah. up. So a lone voice. I can only assume, did you speak to this man afterwards or was it just a spirit from the audience? Um, I spoke to him
2: a bit on stage and stuff and I kind of nodded at him afterwards, but it was a bit awkward. I and would also...
3: I would just love the fact if everyone else in the room was like, who is he talking to? There's no one.
2: There. Yeah, yeah. It's just a mannequin of Elvis.
3: What on earth? Um... Okay, and, and then you read this you read this thing and it literally pinpointed everything. Yeah, there's like, like a
2: paragraph in a medical textbook that's about a private in-joke from my early childhood with my own mother. That's and it's just like nailing it.
3: insanity.
2: The closest thing I can compare it to is finding a, a like you're walking down the street and you just see like a kind of diary on the floor. Mm. You go, huh? What? And you pick it up and it's just your own diary. <laughs> and you go, what? It's you like don't an even episode. have a diary. It's I haven't ep- written. I haven't written this.
3: It's an episode of Black Mirror.
0: Genuinely. And, and I was
2: happen. sitting in this cafe and my idea was I read on my phone. Yeah. Because otherwise you're fucking Captain Bookbag. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: And I don't want to be Captain Bookbag. Who does? So I was reading on my phone and I thought I'll highlight the bits that are useful to me. And it ended up I was thinking like it'd be faster to highlight the bits that don't apply. That's how much of this is just like...
3: The book is just one big highlight. It was like
2: some part, something from The Matrix where you meet the architect. He just tells you everything about your life. This yeah. fucking Kentucky Fried... His colonel face. Oh! KFC colonel face.
0: My God. It was
2: terrifying. And so I sat in this cafe. I was feeling like my sense of self, like, dissolve. Like mm. a fucking... <laughs> like a meditating monk. Mm. Just going, oh, I don't really exist. I'm just in this book.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, time
2: to do a show. <laughs> <laughs> So, and I,
3: off I go. Yeah,
2: so I was doing this whole Edinburgh show in this like in the middle of this like weird existential crisis that was still kind of like a mild existential crisis because it wasn't like I'd seen someone die in front of me or whatever. Yeah. I read a little textbook
3: or seen your doppelganger across the road doing... Like- yeah,
2: exactly, yeah. Or seen mm. someone just fly into the sky and no mm. one else saw it. Or something mental. <laughs> Instead, I just read a little book. But I was still just in this like fog of like, oh, I'm not really real, I'm in a book.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I just
2: had to do comedy for an hour. Things,
3: these things that I thought um, define me defined as an individual, me and made made me who I was, actually belong to something else in a strange yeah, way. Yeah,
2: belong to a, re- a relatively broad category, sort of, but probably around one percent. Yeah, to, of the population ish. It's hard to say.
3: Yeah, you yeah, used yeah. to think
2: one, maybe it's more like five.
3: <laughs> I mean, there's so much to unpack here because one of my Main things. And actually, I had this conversation with my brother in the car on Saturday, um, which, and it's one of the first times I've really held my own in a conversation and managed to sort of win, I think, win an argument. Okay. Um, But I am a big advocate for a diagnosis sure um i think that it's a very powerful thing to get and a lot of people go um oh but then it gives you it gives you an excuse to just Mm. blame everything on your diagnosis and i was like well but that's just a dick thing to do and also if you're like if you're doing that then already it's not good but um being able to go oh i have this thing and read a book where it literally pinpoints everything about you. Yeah. What's what's strange is that when when I got it for um uh, BPD, CPTSD, ADHD, I was like, oh my gosh, thank God, this mm. isn't because I didn't, I I wasn't those things weren't being used to my advantage. It was just like a bit of a nightmare. Yeah.
2: No, um, there's not. It's not like. A, yeah. At least I'm good at chess. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, not yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah.
3: yeah. And and then being given the opportunity to take responsibility for it and move forward, I found so powerful. Mm. But the um, – I guess if – was a lot a, – so a lot of your standard was based around who you are without your knowledge of you yeah. having I diagnosis. sort of
2: incidentally. Right. So, like, I have a routine that I – it's not on – it's not filmed anywhere, mm. but it's about food textures and stuff, which mm. is just, like, literally textbook, if I can <laughs> – <laughs> but it, it was hidden by the fact that I moved to the UK from South Africa when I was a kid. Yeah. And so any kind of issues I had yeah. could be attributed to that.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh,
2: you're not used to the clothes, the weather, the food or whatever. The or, clothes! Yeah, I didn't like wearing jumpers or, or trousers. <laughs> oh,
3: like, actually, yeah, that makes sense. Or even socks, really. I thought, <laughs> I thought you'd be like, the clothes are just made out of diluted. I've never known what cotton is. Yeah,
2: I know. just <laughs> just animal skins for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hated being dressed for cold weather. Yeah. Um, so I would insist on wearing a t-shirt in like fucking two degrees. All right, all right. Because I would rather be cold than have like something like cuffs on my wrist. Yeah, yeah. I, it. I hear you. I hear Ugh. you.
3: But then, but that is a is that's a oh, that's thing. bang on. That's yeah, part yeah. Of it. It's all textbook. Can you tell me a little bit about the food textures? I'm really interested to hear that.
2: Oh, um, so the routine is is I won't do the whole bit, but it's basically just about how all the food in the UK is wet. It is. Yeah, it's all soaking.
3: If I think about. A pie. Yes.
2: Yeah. Um, Even a pie, they just go, Well we can't just have a pie, you have to put gravy on the fucking pie. I mean
3: why? It's would gravy you? in
2: the pie. <laughs> Leave it alone.
3: What about okay, what about like fish and chips if you don't have the mushy peas?
2: I would pay not to have the mushy peas. <laughs> I, I would pay a ransom.
3: But then you have vinegar on top of it as well, so I guess it makes it wet. Even then I uh, is there any this stuff should be on the side. Is there any UK dry food that you can think of? Dry food? Like shredded wheat. <laughs>
2: Yeah, dry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if any of it's dry. Crisps? It's probably the only dry food people tolerate. Even then, they have it with beer. Oh, sorry. Wet, wet, wet. <laughs> Gross. Um, so they had all these issues that are basically just the complaints of an autist. Hot, hot tip for anyone listening. That's why it seems like there's fucking autism growing on trees these days. Is because you can't have Asperger's anymore. There'll be people shouting at their radio set.
3: Really?
0: They
2: cancelled it. It's over.
3: They cancelled it? Mm. Okay. Uh, for, for what reason? Just
2: because. Hans, Hans Asperger may or may not have been a bit too affiliated with the Nazi party. Oh, shit. I forgot.
3: Um, I did read about this. Sorry, yeah. dear listeners. I did read about this. Yeah, and we've all gone, nope, nope, yeah. no,
2: no, 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 no. That's hard to say. Mm. And also, he didn't name the condition after himself. Uh, uh, someone in the 80s did, because mm. his diaries weren't translated until the 80s into English. Anyway.
3: Mm.
2: Also, they think it's ableist. To be like, you have the autism flavor that means you can work at NASA. And the rest right. of you have bad autism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into the corner.
3: Categorizing yeah. autism into good and bad categories. But then
2: they're still kind of fucking it up in a way. Because they're going to have to categorize it in terms of care needs, right? So now that's what they've done. Yeah. So you have level one, two, and three.
3: Right, okay. Level one
2: is Asperger's.
3: right, 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 right. They've right, told right. people
2: with Asperger's, like, you can now convert your currency, you know. It's a one-to-one conversion ratio for Asperger's to ASD level one. And then ASD level two is like, oh, you need a bit of help. Yeah. And then ASD level three is like, you probably need care or have to stay at home or, or whatever, very serious.
3: And so how did you go about getting your diagnosis?
2: It just, um... After you heard the, after dis- my <laughs>
3: the disembodied voice in Bristol. Yeah, well, he was right
2: in the front row, like, classic uh, autism. He didn't give a shit. Fair enough. <laughs> um, well I googled, I Googled it, I googled it before, but I'd never found I'd seen these descriptions and it's always just like rain man or mm. or like really crazy people. Mm. And I was always like, nah.
3: But it's the extreme. It's mm. the extreme. And this is the way these things are treated. It's like it is a such a polarized response of yeah. going it is either this or it's or like nothing. or it's nothing.
2: It's badly phrased questions as well. So when I did find, um, there's a website called embrace-autism.com where they've put all their diagnostic tests and you can kind of just do it to yourself as long as you follow their guidelines. Mm. But for example, one of the questions is, you know, uh, um, like one of those ones where it's like fully agree, agree a bit, disagree, massively disagree. Oh, yeah, yeah. The four scale. Yeah. And the question is, <laughs> I hurt. hate, um, I hate hugs right so like i hate hugging i don't like hugging but it
3: doesn't give you the context of the hug
2: doesn't give you the context but also it's very specific to hugging right i like hugs they're fine (laughs) what this question should have been and this person who is a has autism and is herself a a psychiatrist i think she's annotated it and she's gone this question should more accurately read there are popular forms of physical affection that i cannot stand
3: right yeah and that marks you out
2: and that is true because holding hands can get in the bin
3: yeah. I don't like holding
2: hands. I think it's fucked up. Get in the bed. It's the most stressful, unpleasant thing. To
3: be, to be, I, I kind of agree with holding you. Holding hands one. is
2: mental. I would rather hold noses. <laughs> <laughs> it's as inconvenient to walk around with clutching each other's nose in the street.
3: What else? What else? What else do you like?
2: Oh, the holy hands is really the main thing. Yeah. I don't like people's face being really close to mine. They're yeah. like looking right at my face. Oh, yeah. it feels like they want to know something.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah They've yeah. got a
2: question.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. a stress
2: there. Things like that. So, but I was answering the hug question. I was like, no, I, I fully disagree. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I was fucking yeah. up the results. And if you have enough questions as badly phrased as that, you're not gonna get accurate results. But
3: this is so, stre- and this is exactly what I mean, it's this kind of broad statement. And yeah. this like, which makes it so difficult.
2: And none of the questionnaires were designed by people with the condition itself. For
3: oh, fuck's sake.
2: So now they're changing that, it's all getting better, whatever. But so I found this website very helpful, Da da da. And I thought, well, you know, and I did the tests.
3: Just love it at the end, it goes, congratulations! Yeah, Ooh. a big pop-up
2: comes up, it sends you a link to, uh, to do a math degree. <laughs> Um sends
3: your job application to NASA. Yeah, that's it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Google. Um so I did the thing and I thought, okay, I'll just see my my test results are. And I scored like media, like way above the threshold, Mm. but not the highest. Like Mm. between minimum and highest. Mm
3: -hmm, mm. And I was
2: like, oh fuck, okay. But I thought, well, maybe, you know, I think these are quite reasonable answers. Mm. So I sent it around and a lot of people got like I was, you know, they were like, oh, I said, what did you get? And they were like, oh, I got 17. I was like, 17? I got 124? Yeah. <laughs> and I hadn't quite realized the golf. You're like, oh, fucking hell. And the maximum score would be like 240. So I'm like halfway up. And they're just in this little normal <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, puddle yeah, 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 at the start, yeah, yeah. the shallow yeah. end. The shallow
2: end. <laughs> I got my mum to do it, and she got like eight. So like, mum, the most normal person in history, apparently. Yeah, so <laughs> that and then oh, once I, you have that, and um, then you've got a pretty good reason to just go and
1: mm. pay someone to poke your
2: brain. Because mm. if you go on the waiting list, it's going to take four years. Yeah. Which sucks, but <clears> throat> I, throat> yeah. I, I was able to to just skip that.
3: Which is so, I mean, that, it is amazing to tell you that because getting on the waiting list for, for anything is just utter hell. Oh, I
2: looked into it, but no. No,
3: it's, it's hell. I, it's,
2: also, I'd become who'd have thought quite obsessive about this. <laughs> and I really needed an answer. So I was like, fuck this. And even the even the private place that I went to, mm. it was still like, oh, we've, got, we've kind of got a slot, maybe. Mm. It was crazy. Because mm. there's so much more awareness of it now. And the number of people who do it for adults is lower than the number of people who do it for children. And almost no one does it for children. Mm.
3: Mm.
2: So, yeah.
3: Do you find, like... Despite the fact that you sort of read this thing and went, oh my gosh, my identity actually, what I thought was me is actually wrapped up in this. Yeah, I'm like a ghost thing. in a book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you? I'm
2: Voldemort. <laughs> it's
3: Tom Riddle's diary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: yeah. I've accidentally bought a Horcrux on Kindle.
3: <laughs> we talk about Horcruxes like more than more than a, a lot on this podcast, which yeah. is quite funny. Um, did you in any way find it uh, like some kind of relief?
2: Um, yes, in the sense that one of the other reasons I thought, okay, this is worth looking into is that the more I read about it from people who had it or more like current versions of, of, of what it's like to have it, mm. e.g. written by people with it, not mm. people without it, mm. I was like, ah, oh, this is the only thing that's like um, a unified field theory. Mm. Where any other condition or problem I might have or not have Mm. has a hole in it. Mm, And you go, mm. yeah, but what about that, though? Because I don't agree with that's a massive hole. This one just covered it all. Yeah. And I went, oh, fuck. Okay. So it must be the case. So it's nice to have a catch-all reason.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Because any other time I've thought, why do I do this or not do this or like this or not like this? Yeah. Any explanation other than that's always had a, a... a shakier foundation yeah you go no that's i don't think that applies and i'd look at and i go no i disagree whereas with this i looked and when i read the yeah more accurate accounts from people with it not like these crazy rain man medical accounts from the 90s yeah i was like no mm, yeah, that is kind of you me you
3: can't find a loophole in it you're like yeah exactly oh, yeah shit. Yep. and
2: i go yeah well what about and i yeah, google yeah, it and yeah, it'll yeah. It come up yeah, go, fuck. Yeah,
3: yeah straight away fucking fuck it though they turn me at every corner yes um
2: you are... Tri- you, it's a relief in that sense. It's less of a relief in the sense that, like, there's no cure, there's no pill. Yeah. It's It's. It's not... It's your neurotype. This, it's like being yeah. an alien.
3: This is what I was going to ask about. Do you... do? You, I don't know if it's the right terminology, but do you identify as being neurodivergent and... I don't know.
2: I mean, I'm quite suspicious of too much identifying. Yeah.
3: You absolutely. just are. You just are, yeah.
2: Um, that's the whole point, really, I guess, of something like asd is that you just are whether you like it or not
3: i think that's the difference and it's really important to flag that 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 is that is that is who you are with something like um like i have cptsd Mm -hmm. there are ways to really process that and ways to combat it Mm -hmm. um were you given any tools or you know, um, advice surrounding if, anything, but, it, but like it wasn't, I guess it was, it affecting your life in a negative way?
2: Um, yeah. In the sense that, well, first of all, if you get an adult diagnosis, mm-hmm. officially you get nothing. Right. They just say, you got it anyway. They
3: don't give you a certificate. It's built. <laughs> they
2: give you an email or a PDF or whatever, but only if you pay for some fancy brain doctor like I did and yeah. they give you like a reading list or whatever. And they, then they offer you, may, oh, if you will do follow up sessions if you want. Whatever.
3: And they go, good luck, son, on ba- your way. Yeah, basically,
2: yeah. yeah. And that's okay. the luxury version. So if you're an adult, they go, well, you made it this far, bye. Which, in a way, fair enough. If you're dealing with limited resources, but it's it's not um, what anyone would want. So um, you you're kind of stuck really because you won't you won't you won't change. Your brain won't change. It's just coping. Yeah. So because you it's, just yeah. it's like it's like um if if you uh it's about how you cope with being, you know, four feet tall. Mm. There's not some way that you can just not be four feet tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anything yeah, yeah. that you do is necessarily masking or a coping strategy. Yeah. So
3: God, it's this is really interesting. You this just is really interesting.
2: It's it's used there's a nickname for Asperger's which is wrong planet syndrome. Which <laughs> like being an alien just on the wrong planet. Right. And that's probably the best non-medical way of describing it in the sense that, like, you are just sort of wandering about going, yeah, I don't get that. And that's not how I would do that. That's not what I think is good yeah, or yeah, interesting. Yeah. And you are just so comprehensively outvoted that yeah. you are just essentially Spock wondering about. Yeah, yeah. Because everyone else doesn't agree, clearly. Because yeah. that's why you don't fit into society very do, much. Do you know what's... And true? I fit in a lot compared to most people.
3: Yeah.
2: I'm like on the fucking elite. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I'm, like...
2: I'm in the SAS of fitting in. <laughs> Which is
3: why you were on the yeah. SAS program with, with Spencer and Lucy the story. That's it, yeah. <laughs>
2: but that's why... I, and, like, and I'm still weird. Like... So, <laughs> you know. But,
3: but it's... But I think it's so great that we are discussing these things far more. Because I remember being a child and being... And if I was told that someone was uh, autistic, Mm -hmm. I remember being quite frightened because I didn't understand and I didn't know what that meant.
2: Well, when I was a kid, I would always confuse autism and, like, downs and schizophrenia. And you just know that there's all these names that people throw around that mean, like... Brackets, serious brain thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Brackets, serious brain thing. Beware. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, uh, well, that's going to be part of the problem going forward is that everyone's going to, the public Mm -hmm. is going to start noticing that there's a lot more autism around than there used to be. Yeah. And they're going to start going like, well, they don't, either they're going to say, well, autism's way milder than we thought. Mm -hmm. Or these guys don't really have it because they don't know that Asperger's has been rebranded.
3: Right, right.
2: So... I understand why they rebranded Asperger's, but as with any brand name... You're losing a lot of awareness by changing the name. <laughs>
3: losing a lot of customers there. Yeah, yeah. Well
2: genuinely, like lots of people had like they, they only started dishing out aspergers in the nineties, in the early nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by now lots of people had managed to kind of get a kind of lose social awareness of what that meant. Mm-hmm. And that's in the bin now. They're gonna have to start from scratch.
3: God, that is that's is quite tough. And actually.
2: now you're starting to say to people, no no no, it's all autism, but there's these levels, right? And already you've lost ninety percent of the population. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I wanna fucking learn about this. Yeah. It's yeah. nothing to do with my life.
3: I already had to do this thing. I don't don't want to have to fucking do it again. Yeah, I don't in want to hear way. about your levels. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I'm not interested in this. It.
3: It's not fucking Candy
2: Crush. No, I'm, I'm barely compassionate enough to, to <laughs> look people in the eye on, the, on public transport. I don't want to hear about your levels. Whereas, like, they might have heard of Asperger's through some TV show in 2003. Yeah, that's gone now. Yeah, yeah.
3: Shit.
2: So that's why it's still useful to say Asperger's and then explain, which is what I did. Yeah, which here. is what you
3: did. Thank you. Because is- it's much easier. But, like, yeah, I don't think – I think that if you'd gone um, I am autism level one, I would have been like that's yeah. – oh, but that's, that's the category above us. Well, that's yeah. it. Or you'd
2: go, oh, one is the worst one because uh, it's, it's first. It's first. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very silly. It's like, and they're, and they're going to have to – if it was ableist to have a different name for level one, mm. then why is it not ableist to have numbers? Oh they're still differentiating. <sighs> so if we're going to get pissy about differentiation – but you need differentiation because otherwise, the NHS is going to have to give severe care levels to people like me who don't need them, <laughs> <laughs> or at least offer me them. And I don't need them. And it's a waste of money and time to offer me them. So we need differentiation. Yes.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, did you? Did, so, one thing I found when I got my diagnosis, um, I was better able to forgive myself yes um for past behavior that had seemed like super uh, I don't want to use the word unhinged I was called unhinged a lot but like <laughs> things that, <laughs> what I love what I have I don't think I've said it on this podcast but a, a lot of you wonderful listeners have gotten in touch saying that um I have a very soothing voice and I have been called everything under the Sun and soothing is definitely <laughs> not okay. one of them I had one last night. a soothing one uh, a friend of mine. Ah, very soothing yeah. Lyndall travels from Lind. um <laughs> <laughs> I wrote your voice over it in but um i've i I was before I was diagnosed, I was really unwell mm. I was really really super unwell um and I was like I'm just a shit person, and I can't stop this and I yes. go into these I had um what I now know are like episodes um which I almost like blacked out from. I don't really know what happened. It was like being another person. Yeah. And um, before I was diagnosed, I was like, oh, God, I'm just a fucking terrible person. I'm awful. I'm horrible. Um, no, I never did anything to anyone else, like with a malice. But um, but I couldn't control it. And then when I got this diagnosis, I was like, oh, fucking hell. Like, I have been living in survival mode hugely and it wasn't just because i'm i'm shit it's because i was really unwell and i don't want to sort of put um you know autism uh, in the same category as, as being unwell because i was very depressed as well but um well
2: un- unwellness is is to an extent created by context
3: mm. yes exactly yes well that was good
2: they they always say uh, in in this book they said if you worried about because this this Tony Atwood book's quite good it's aimed at Physicians, parents of the kids and the people themselves. Nice. So it's quite well written. Yeah. And he's saying, if you take your kid and his social issues and leave him to play on his own in his room, mm. you will see his social issues magically disappear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're created by the context of being around the other kids. How do you say that? They're not inherent. Really
3: that is really good.
2: Um, which is true. Um, although I did have a similar thing in the sense that what I had now was a reasonable explanation for something that previously had no explanation.
3: Exactly. Where
2: someone would say, but why? And I go, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, Uh, (laughs) because... I can tell you one thing. People don't like when you don't like holding hands.
3: Yeah, 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 You yeah. just go,
2: I think it's insane and gross. And then they go, they take that personally. Yeah. <laughs> and, you go, and your no, hinge no. date
3: is like, well, fuck you. Well,
2: anyone, they're not happy with it. <laughs> like, oh, why, don't I, why can't you just do it? And you go, because I, oh, fine.
3: How many people have been asking you to hold
2: hands? Everyone, everywhere I go. <laughs> I've just got very nice hands to hold.
3: <laughs> I'm going to do it when I come to the Leicester Square Theatre oh, and God. see. Hold <laughs> oh, my hand.
2: <laughs> Only after. Not before I won't be able to do the show. i will be so furious. Yeah, people take it personally. Whereas if, <laughs> if I've had in the past an explanation of going like, because I'm mental, yeah, I hate yeah, this yeah. thing. And- yeah.
1: Plushcare.com/slash/weight-loss.
2: You have to leave me alone about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then and maybe they would have left me alone about it. But instead, they took the. Probably it would have
3: called you fucking brave. They'd be like, wow, it's like it's, it's.
2: Yeah, maybe I don't know. It's the trouble is that there's no there's no second step reason why. Yeah, it's just neurotype. It's just neurotype. So you just go, it just is. It's just a thing I don't like.
3: To be honest, though, if I was if I went down the street with someone, I was. Um, courting and like went to take their hand and they went no like uh, I would take it very personally of course like, well, yeah. I'd be like oh my god I am well I'm just disgusting
2: well of course um, it's, it's you know you learn it's not good to rear back <laughs> in disgust but, <laughs> but you that's the thing is that you just learn that this is a, th- a thing that you hate that you have to do all the time yeah and that you need to somehow deal with the fact that while you're doing it you feel anxious and tense and right. unpleasant yeah and there is no acceptable explanation for that. So it's like a kind of weird, hidden problem. But it, that's really hard. just have hard. to go, hello, yes, nice to see you. Uh, you know, yeah, just complete, yeah. like...
3: Literally, like, grin, being, grin and bear it. You're being
2: undercover, basically, yeah. That's like, that's masking.
3: That's really, must have been so hard with something... I yeah, mean, there are worse
2: problems. No, <laughs> I mean, but like... It was annoying.
3: It was annoying, but also because... I it was, it was, it, was the, it was
2: the challenge equivalent of having a loud fridge. <laughs> <laughs> easy to bear for a few minutes but really annoying over the course of years and years and years just annoying background hum of irritation
3: um but like okay so Tom Tom Lucy the other day was discussing how he had this is veering right off he had Mm. a really tight foreskin (laughs) Really tight foreskin, and um, was when he had sex was like it's so painful
2: because it wouldn't go because
3: it was just like he was in so much pain, and then was like everyone's going on and on about sex and how it's meant to feel really good, and I just fucking hate it. Yeah, and um, then. <laughs> and then when he got this so thing, got he like was a like trapped penis. He got a trapped penis, and he had right. he got late late circumcised. Uh-huh. oh Tom Lucy, I love you so much. Thank you for letting me tell this. Um, I mean, he's done it on he's, he's done he English. Yeah, 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 lost yeah. Lost so he's lost. fine. Um, but uh, and then he got late circumcised, and uh-huh. then afterwards, it's like whoa, this the not amazing. Me. I mean, for a few months, apparently it was really painful. But then, like, yeah, but then I afterwards, bet. but like him
2: I walking God. around like a shampoo <laughs> ad, <More> confident. <laughs> Free of dandruff, glossy. Yeah. Yeah.
3: No polo neck on. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs)
3: But like, I imagine it's not obviously it's it's not the same. But going, everyone really likes this thing, and I don't like it. Yeah, I think this is
2: shit. (laughs) (laughs) I think this popular thing is shit.
3: Why? What's wrong with me? What? What am I doing wrong? Well,
2: luckily, in some ways, for a lot of it. I was always aware that I was in the minority, but I never that too worried that I was wrong mm. I just knew that I was socially wrong
3: socially wrong like, no I'm
2: right because I because I have no it's because it's the original way I feel
3: yeah 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 as
2: opposed to like an opinion I formed slowly yeah, it's not
3: something you developed it's something no, that's it's always like, been there yeah uh, we often we'll get to this at the end of the end of the thing but often um when I ask, when I ask the question that I ask at the end, and people realize something about themselves, when something has all, always been there, mm-hmm. you don't acknowledge it as a thing. It's just a part of you. Yeah. And so, like, um, if, uh, if you are a naturally hard worker and always have been a hard worker, when someone goes, oh, you're a hard worker, you go oh, I guess I am, but you don't acknowledge it. And I guess it's similar. If you've always had this thing, then why would you acknowledge it as being any different? You didn't, like, hold hands and then go, oh, I don't think I like this. Maybe I can do it in different ways. Um, But, like, it wasn't something that you developed because you once held someone's hand who... And it went wrong. Yeah, and it went wrong. There was, like, a a, a muffin in it, and it felt weird.
2: That would be weird. (laughs) That would be... Would that be worse? There was a
3: load of wet English food in there.
2: Mushy peas in a fist. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't like that. Maybe a muffin would be okay.
3: Just like a big old fist
2: in a pie. Punching a pie (laughs) would be very satisfying, actually. As long as it was a real pie, if it was just in a tin.
3: I can imagine that being a stag do special pie punching. Mm -hmm. Mm. Like axe throwing, but wetter.
2: Yeah, we're going to go to Slovakia and punch pies. (laughs) (laughs) You should pay a guy. (laughs) You he's a baker and actually he makes more money letting stag dudes punch pies than he does by selling them locally which is depressing that's globalization for you you can request like colors and flavors and stuff all the pies have the groom's face made out of pastry and that's like a fun joke and I think this is a good idea (laughs) I'd punch a groom pie to, to bond with my <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my god. lovely any slovakian men bakers listening
3: have i got the business idea yeah. for you? blokey
2: pie punching. <laughs> pie punching pie punch yeah
3: oh my god poilom What's the Christmas party this year at Barclays? Punching pies.
2: We're gonna go pie punching. It's a team building thing. None of us are looking forward to it.
3: Are there any vegans in the group? Yeah, yeah. You,
2: you can punch a, you can punch a, a, a big tofu pie. It's actually much harder to do. there'll be a complaint. Um, but yeah, there was never like. It's what it's done is it's provided an explanation of like I just don't like it or yeah. or um, you need to stop touching my forearm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I, I love
3: forearms.
2: It's fine a bit, but there's a there's a level where it's like you know when like a little kid wants your attention and you're talking. Yes. And they're just tapping you. Yes. Yeah, a lot of things are like that to me. Yeah. That feeling of like stop it. <laughs> just go. <laughs> Less than most, like like. Uh, If I go on Reddit and I read the subreddits about Asperger's and whatever, Mm. I'm very mild. I've got diet fucking autism. It's it's, it's fine. (laughs) There are people out there who maybe are listening where it's much worse and they have more difficulties. But, you, you know, it's still there a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Depends. It just depends.
3: Diet autism. Yeah. yes so has your um since getting this diagnosis so has your set changed a lot
2: well that's what the new sh- so I'm doing the new show at the Edinburgh Fringe this year mm. and a lot of it is about trying to figure out not only how to address it but if there's any need because then I sort of thought okay well what do you do I look back at all my stand-up and Fern Brady who's a great stand-up who's got a book out about her autism diagnosis mm. and to be fair to her when she got hers years ago and I said, congrats, she was like, I think you have it as well. And I was like, fuck off, why? How dare you? Yeah, I was like, well, why? Because why? I'd known her for a long time. And she said, well, you know, you always know all this history stuff. And was she was
3: trying like, to hold your hand as she said it? No, she would never. <laughs> she gets it.
2: She knows. Um, <clears throat> so, um, it's, it's, a, it's a kind of thing of, like she said, like looking back at all her shows and all her stand-up, every mm-hmm. show she ever did might as well have been titled, Fern, Did You Know You Have Autism? Right. Um, and I have exactly the same experience. So I look back at all these routines and I go, yep, tick, 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 tick It's like tick, a before tick, and an after. Yeah. Um, and then so I was like, oh, is it, uh, can I still do stand-up the same way knowing that these aren't just observational peccadilloes and, and curious mm. differences between mm. me and the audience. Mm. They're medical differences or neurotype differences mm. and they can be predicted in advance with sufficient knowledge. Mm-hmm. So when I'm doing stuff about the wet food mm. the audience are like, this foreign guy sure has some amusing <laughs> insights about our food.
0: About our cuisine. Yeah, whereas
2: uh, yeah. you know, if I'm just doing it like in that new context, yeah. they go, oh, who'd have thought the autist has a problem with food? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. It's not yeah. the same at all so then you go oh is, do i have to change the whole thing i do or do i does it not matter um That's i went through so a phase of thinking should i do i have to do sort of more or less autistic up, yeah and then i thought well it was autistic the whole time without you even trying anyway so yeah it's beyond your control
3: god it's so it's so interesting I remember helen bauer said um that she at one point was like she was quite afraid to go to therapy and mm. afraid to um uh you know potentially look at medication she was like what if i'm not funny anymore like
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. what, yeah, yeah, what yeah, if yeah.
3: what if this ruins it what if this is my thing that makes me funny
2: yeah i think a lot of comedians think that and i think they are wrong they will always be funny mm. what they should really worry about is if they need it right like, anymore
3: right, right 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 because
2: a part of you has to really need the validation of a crowd laughing yeah. and saying by virtue of their laughter yes that is funny yes yeah yeah, yeah 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 you are uh, thinking of a funny thing now
3: yeah 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 you are amusing yeah where the Those are the
2: funniest people i know aren't stand-ups
3: yeah i know like me
2: <laughs> exactly <laughs> I my friend... am so friend, glad uh, I got a
3: laugh me.
2: <laughs> My friend Joe, who is a, a, an artist and who designed the, the Bud Pod logo of the podcast I do with Phil Wang, mm. he's like one of the funniest people I've ever met and he's not a stand-up. He doesn't feel the need mm. to go do that. Mm-hmm. And you need to have a lot of motivation mm. to fucking drive five hours to bumpton upon who gives a shit (laughs) and do a gig to the town hall and then drive all the way back and not make that much money really Mm. so if you don't have uh, motivation Mm. yeah maybe that if you get too fulfilled maybe that does get changed yeah but you'll (laughs) you'll still be funny i think they're wrong to worry about their nature changing it's just going to be their needs
3: the greatest compliment i can give anybody is being fearless and i think you do have to be you have to be pretty fucking gutsy to be a stand-up comedian
2: kind of i, I think, think it's you like you have to be gutsy to be a burglar <laughs> Yeah, a, a, a bit or you just need to really want money for crack or something. <laughs> like, there's other things motivating you than bravery
3: that's the only reason people burgle That's
2: one of the big reasons <laughs> it's easy money <laughs> crack. um oh, it's cr- whatever for whatever it is you need the money for <laughs> but um yeah kind of but then when I was doing it as a student or when I was new, mm. you don't need to... I mean, this is an incredibly autistic thing I'm about to say, mm, mm-hmm. but nevertheless... Go on. You don't need to be fearful because what you're doing doesn't matter. It Yeah, 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 yeah. The only yeah. impact yeah. is on your self-esteem. Yeah. And if you can have a correct assessment of your self-esteem... Yeah. ...and not let it in your head too much... Yeah. ...then it's fine because none of these people will remember who you are. Yeah. None of them care. None
3: of them's always to be thinking about this night for Ever like, again.
2: Yeah. You'd have to do something spectacular to fuck up to that extent. Yeah, You'd yeah. have to kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> I've talked to people who come out of like the comedy store yeah. or or wherever. Yeah. And they say, Oh my God, there was that guy. And I my face hurts, my stomach hurts. I oh that's and it was exactly it was just like something I in my life and they're so touched by this guy's stand up. Yeah. You go, Wow, who was it? And they go, I oh, what is his name? Yeah, yeah. They can't yeah, remember yeah, the guy yeah, who changed yeah. their life.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah they go, He was yeah, Dutch yeah, yeah, or yeah.
2: Japanese, I don't know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they don't remember a fucking
2: thing about the guys who nail it yeah they don't remember your shit in five minutes Dutch or
3: Japanese
0: <laughs>
2: yeah it's super frustrating to me because I always remember and like yeah if my yeah my sister or someone goes and sees comedy and loves it they they just don't know yeah go, oh, I do know he had hair and you go okay <laughs> it doesn't we're down a bit <laughs> yeah so it, it's not brave because you just go well it doesn't matter it doesn't matter yeah it might be a bit humiliating in the moment. But yeah. then the thing with stand-up is that you still get the adrenaline. Yeah, So
3: yeah. if you're getting
2: addicted to the adrenaline, you still get it, even if you suck.
3: Even if like, you suck, you are still getting it, because you're getting it from that moment of kind of sucking.
2: Yeah, and there are some people who are addicted to being bad at comedy. To
3: being, like, really bombing it.
2: <laughs> yeah, genuinely.
3: If there is anyone listening who is maybe, maybe diagnosed a long time ago, maybe recently diagnosed, or is maybe, um, you know, thinking about their personal traits and whether they might have autism's various levels um what what would what would you say to them
2: go on the website yeah find these tests and and dick around and
3: also the not the hug one or if it's the hug one uh, it has annotations it's now on it okay
2: yeah it has annotations um just look into it i mean it might it might be worth it Mm. um I think it's worth it because you get an explanation and not an excuse, but at least a reason.
3: A reason, but it's but like I said, it's the thing about just being able to forgive yourself a little bit, or be just, yeah. just gentler on yourself. Be more like give yourself just a little bit more. Um, fucking hell, what's a bit, not easy? What's what's it called when you go go? But it's just basically going easy on yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
2: And and look, I mean, if you get it. It's up to you if you even tell anyone. It could just be a private thing that you're getting out of it. Yeah. If you find that it causes difficulties in your workplace, Mm. getting the piece of paper is the only way that you're going to get legal protection for your disability. (laughs) So...
3: I don't know why I wasn't expecting it to get a legal protection, but it's true.
2: If you have an issue with someone near you who fucking chews loudly or you want them to just replace the buzzing light with a bu- light that doesn't buzz yeah. or you don't think the dress code matches your mm. you know fear of texture or whatever else mm-hmm. If you don't have a piece of paper you're just a fussy little asshole
3: Yeah yeah you're just a fussy dick
2: So <laughs>
3: just a fussy little <laughs> asshole They might still
2: you know mess with you and not like finding out and like look you if you you, you could Come across and find out that your boss would like to fire you for this in secret because they reckon that this discovery makes you not a good worker. Or yeah. all sorts of terrible things can happen to you by disclosing it. Yeah, but also you could get protection. So it, <laughs> yeah, it it's, could be worth it.
3: Um, I had a I had quite a big argument with someone over the summer, um, uh, like someone in my family who basically said to me that um by talking about my Personal disorders, things mm. like he was like, You're making yourself unemployable. And I was like, ow, oh, fucking hell. That mm. that's really painful. Yeah. Um kind of true because there's like there's still a lot of stigma surrounding it. So if you do go to your boss with this kind of bit of paper, it might it's worrying that they'll go, Oh shit. And
2: That's true. I think I think it's I'd like to think it's less and less true. Um, mm. Me too. It depends on the industry as well. I mean, look, it, depending on the industry, they might they might be right. I mean, I should not be involved in some sort of fucking a... be nice all the time <laughs> thing, you know? Anything where you have to really soft soap a piece of advice. You should not, not be not working
3: guy. for the Samaritans.
2: No, unless... Uh, yeah, unless the person calling is also autistic. Yeah. Somehow. And you're like,
3: I get you. No, I get no, it. I, this I get is, it. Uh, Here
2: is a logical set of things to do yeah, 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 to improve yeah, yeah, your situation yeah. you as should, opposed to maybe listening. Maybe
3: you should not be a nursery teacher.
2: No, I, I found that during lockdown I tried to do uh, Twitch streaming. And it was okay, but... Um, With
3: video
2: games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my friend Glenn Moore, the comedian, yeah. he's like... Um, the nicest guy in the world and he's a radio professional, a trend journalist, radio newsreader. So Twitch is a kind of a good move for him because mm. he can keep talking, keep the air filled, very yeah, smiley, yeah, yeah. very nice. So he did really well with it. Um, I did okay. I had a cluster of, of fans, mm. but yeah. I'm not like...
3: What was your game choice?
2: Oh, I don't know. It was Warzone zone with some friends of mine or something Sick. like that. Yeah, various like, things but the point is is that like I can't I couldn't do that whole Haha, good morning yeah 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 Tom yeah. Hanks friendliness yeah can't really do that
3: Hun- I yeah I totally hear you I totally hear you makes me feel insane yeah it's so it's so inauthentic
2: it's like being in the Truman show but I'm one of the extras not Truman Oh my god! <laughs> That's what it feels like.
3: I've watched the Truman Show like last week. Weirdly.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. First time.
3: No, like hmm. ninth time because it was one of the few videos videos that we had <laughs> when I was at um, when I was at boarding school.
2: Oh yeah, the the, the you really wear out it whatever really, the options we, are. We had
3: the Truman Show. Yeah, the Truman Show. Show. We had the Truman Show. We had Tom Brown's School Days, the yeah. Stephen Fry, Alex Pettifer version. This, oh my god! Yeah. Hello, my first crush, age twelve. Holy shit. My
2: friends were in there.
3: Who?
2: They were like extras and stuff. <laughs> and my friend Harry was the ginger kid. Harry
3: Michelle! Yeah. I know him!
2: Yeah, I know.
3: Hey. Harry. Oh yeah, he was amazing. They all ran through the cornfield at the end after yeah. the one that one died. The
0: dead one. Yeah. That oh, sad kid.
3: That was we watched it every single day. So we had that, we had the Truman <laughs> Show, and we had um we had like the Lizzie McGuire, the movie.
2: Oh, wow. Banger. Bloody hell. That's quite a trio. Mm. That's quite a vibe that yeah. those three movies create together. That's literally what we had. Tragic Covering B- all Tragic cases. Victorian childhood. Life is a simulation. <laughs> Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie McGuire. Okay. <laughs> Lizzie
3: McGuire goes to Rome. <laughs> yeah. Right.
2: right. They're prepping you for something. <laughs>
3: um. Uh, do you... Is there any part of you that wishes that you've got that diagnosis earlier?
2: Um... Well, I learned to sort of socialize and, and and mask. And there's a lot of people online who say things like all all adjustments that you make are masking and unacceptable, mm. which I think is ridiculous. Like, it can be true. As mm. in, like, f- being forced to do something you hate. Yes, that's not acceptable. That's not nice. Mm. But, like, I've cured my picky eating. Right. I cured it when I was a teenager without meaning to. How, just through how exposure.
3: Through exposure. Okay. Yeah, just
2: being like, well... I have to eat this because there's nothing else to eat or whatever on like a camping trip. All right, and then just eating it and going, oh, it was fine actually. Yeah, and then yeah, it was yeah, never yeah. a problem again. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if I'd had some fucking you know bodyguard there to stop me from ever being inconvenienced, I would never have learned a thing.
3: Right, I see. Yeah. So yeah,
2: in that sense, I either you want to get diagnosed, I guess, at like four. Yeah. Or at like eighteen. Right. That's what I would reckon.
3: How old are you when you got diagnosed?
2: I was like last year, thirty-one. Yeah, because I'd already done a lot of learning. So if I got it early enough, then I would have had, let's presume, ideal case. Yeah. Ideal scenario. Loads of help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nebulous help. Uh And that would have been great. Or just after school where I've done all that learning and exposure therapy accidentally. Mm. And then just before uni so I can deal with it properly in uni because then that's a big transition. Mm -hmm. And that is very different to school. So Mm -hmm. that would have been good. But Mm -hmm. any time between that, I think it probably would have... Changed the, the the level of, of learning and adjustment i was able to do yeah because i got much better at socializing i wasn't a picky eater anymore yeah um yeah. yeah so as much as you you're not really supposed to recommend it as a course of action there's an element of difficult exposure therapy that yeah. can be helpful yeah and i'm not saying you need to be electrocuted till you eat your peas or whatever the fuck <laughs> But there's an element of that, you know, where yeah. it's like, well, it, it happened incidentally in the course of my attempts to be yeah. normal and do normal things, like Duke of Edinburgh or camping or whatever. Oh my god, fucking Duke of Edinburgh! Yeah. So um, yeah, I don't know. Because
3: I, I, peas aren't going to kill you, and yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly,
2: and it's and it's not that big a deal, really, in the world, right? So fine. So yeah, I don't. I wouldn't have wanted it during teenage years, but I don't know. Yeah, it would have been useful a few times. Sure. Um, over the last few. It's few interesting
3: because the, the difference it's between um, like that that kind of like diagnosis. I wish that I'd had my diagnosis years before. Yeah. Um, because mine was so progressive and just got worse and worse and worse. Yes. Um, and uh, I was like you know, losing friends left, right and centre because of yeah. behavioral problems that I just didn't understand. Um, and I wish that I'd understood a long time ago. Um, but it's but it's it's different. I think it's it's Well oh, yeah, like,
2: mine's not getting particularly worse or better. Yeah. It might change in, in in its nature. Yeah. It apparently it does do that as you get older, but mm-hmm. not in a quick way.
3: Um so like uh, We've discussed all of this, all this stuff. But what are the things about you? <laughs> that's my favorite question. Mm. What are the things about you that you genuinely really cherish and and are grateful for? Cherish, yeah, or love. What do you think is a great thing about you? Great. It can be physical. It Gross. can be. Emo- I know. Oh no. This is the only person who's responded to this question positively was Grace Campbell. Yeah, it was literally like. I love it. She just have
2: a big list ready of. She was like, "I'm just great I, things."
3: She went, "I'm just a big fan of myself."
2: <laughs> oh no! no
3: that was great. Come on, bit.
2: Grace. You can't say things like that, can you? Yeah, she can. Oh, you can get away Lord. with it. If
3: I did that, they'd be like, "You liar!" <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Big fan of myself.
2: That's, uh, not, that's like something she's speaking in Mandarin. I don't understand yeah. that so much. <laughs> um, I have great. I don't know.
3: You can say the obvious things like think funny
2: oh yeah but that's a yeah. thing that I've like worked on
3: yeah but that's great yeah I guess yeah, yeah.
2: sure <laughs> yeah um,
3: you're able to grow a beard
2: I am able to grow a beard that yeah. is true yeah yes
3: you've come up with a brilliant business idea for stag dudes.
2: pie punching <laughs> yeah that's definitely on the old tombstone he gave us pie punching
3: that'll be on the Wikipedia page <laughs> before you know it
2: yeah by the end of the day I hope <laughs>
3: he gave us pie punching he gave punching. us
2: pie punching and it'll be a big like batman's parents style fucking tomb <laughs> angels with wings and
3: and a big pie in the middle
2: yeah 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 people always standing in front of it in the rain yeah shaking their heads man laying
3: down pies
2: in the end it was the pies that got him <laughs> <laughs> he, he was frankenstein you know <laughs> taken out by his own invention he held up a pie and someone punched through it and killed him.
3: Like Houdini. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly
2: yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, I'll punch this pie. And I held up against my abdomen and then uh, it killed me that way. <laughs> Three
3: days later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we well, just happened to have an appendix. Three days later,
2: like... I get hit by a car. <laughs> but it was the pies more, didn't it? Yeah.
3: <laughs> Coincidence. Coincidence? I, think not. <laughs> I think not.
2: I think it was the pies.
3: <laughs> We've started a segment of the podcast where we ask for um, you to say thank you um to oh. anyone anything anywhere that you particularly love and cherish
2: thank you to an- anyone and anything anywhere. anywhere people
3: places and things if you want to say like express gratitude are we
2: are we presuming the obvious are, are done assumed yeah. can we assume that like family friends loved ones etc are all thanked already
3: well you can do, yeah
1: sure
2: because it's just a safe time right because <laughs> it's not interesting <laughs> Oh, you want to thank your mum, do you? Oh well, aren't it's, you special? Uh, we, Obviously, your mum. You know, come on. Uh, what
3: about so, um, what oh, about the
2: about unique content?
3: What about the the doctor who uh, annotated the hug test?
2: Uh, yeah. What's her name? Embrace-autism dot com. Yeah, thanks, uh, lady. This is like Dr. people lady. leaving
3: the comedy gig. <laughs> Can remember who yeah, changed I can't their life? What's her name? What's her name?
2: Uh, Engelbrecht. Nice. I think. Which is a good name for a brain doctor. 100% I trust Mm. anyone
3: with an an ax on the end. Yeah, that's right. Very
2: Freud sort of Jung kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, And uh, Tony Atwood for writing the book that made my existential crisis happen. Good work, Tony.
3: What's the name of the book again?
2: I've got it on my phone. Let me me find it.
3: Because I can link it down below. Yeah,
2: it's good. It's a good read. Even if, if, if you don't have it, but you know someone who's got it, it would be a good thing to read.
3: Give it as a gift at Christmas. I'm just thought yeah. you'd like this.
2: Give it to them a gift at Christmas. They unwrap it, they'll start reading it, and you can watch their sense of self melt.
3: <laughs> they have an exit <laughs> crisis.
2: live in front of you. <laughs> what is it called? The Complete Guide to Asperger's Syndrome. There you go. Totally Atwood.
3: Oh, thank God it's an on-the-nose title.
2: Pretty. uh well, he knows that his audience, his target audience, prefer literal. Yeah. Uh, expression like of how things. many
3: bloodlines
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, and where can we catch you on tour or in London
2: um, Leicester Square Theatre on the 15th of June is, is the show where I'm afraid the ending is what I've just told you oh fucking spoiler but it's just like the last minute the routines aren't spoiled I wanna come so, see it come see that and then I'm at the Fringe roll of August, and then I'm on tour in autumn. Brilliant. Pretty much all over the whole country. So I just go on my website. And I do a podcast with Phil Wang called Bud Pod that is but, good fun. Bud Pod. Bud Pod. Oh, Bud Pod. No, uh, we do a Bud Pod is a different one I do <laughs> with a different friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So all those places, I guess, and Instagram, blah, blah, blah.
3: Perfect. I will link everything down thank below. You. Um, <clears throat> thank you so much for coming thank you. to my studio today. Today and for having a conversation with me and um making me laugh so much that my ribs hurt
2: good <laughs> that's all i want
3: want people to be in pain yes
2: <laughs> yes
3: all right thank you so so much
2: thank you
0: Join me next week with my other beautiful new friend, comedian Josh Berry. If you or anyone you know is struggling or needs help with the issues discussed on Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends, please visit the podcast bio where you will find contact numbers with people readily available to give support. Please get in touch with your stories at either contact at whydoyouthink.com or on Instagram at Emily underscore Lang underscore UK To have your story or your thank you letter read on the podcast, please put survivor story or thank you letter either at the top or in the subject line. We really want to hear from you. We don't care if it's a catastrophe story or a small win from your week, your favorite place, person, thing. We are here for all of it. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and I'll talk to you soon.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince.